Hey, my friend, it's Julie Clough here, your life and grief coach. Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast. I'm thrilled to bring you uplifting grief support and hope for rebuilding your life one small step at a time. Our mission is to offer hope, loving compassion, skilled support, and effective steps to healing after loss. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 152, Forgiveness and Boundaries. Forgiveness is not easy, is it? And we're going to talk all about that today. In the meantime, we're having a kind of a windstorm right in this moment. So if you hear a lot of noise in the background, it's that's probably what you're hearing. <laughs> but let's start talking about forgiveness. It is, like I said, not easy but it is so worth the effort. I have definitely seen this in my own life, how invaluable it is to learn to forgive, to learn to let go of the hurts that we experience because we do, we experience so much hurt and pain and difficulty in our life. Author Maya Angelou said, it's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself to forgive forgive everybody. I love that. I think I'm going to write that up and post it on my wall. Forgive everybody. Forgiving others who have wronged you intentionally or unintentionally allows you to put the past in the past and move forward without the personal burden of hatred and revenge and just that yuckiness that lives inside of us when there are people that we need to forgive. And it's really important for us to acknowledge and recognize that forgiveness is not about exonerating a perpetrator. It's not about letting someone off the hook. Forgiveness frees the victim. And if you've been the victim, again, whether it was intentional or unintentional of a hurt, it frees you to forgive. And forgiveness is not contingent on what the other person does. If they choose to say, I'm sorry, okay. But if they choose not to, it still frees you to forgive them. Forgiveness, however, does not include giving people free access to your life. You can forgive and have boundaries that keep you safe in the future, And I think that's one thing that as I uh, coach clients, a lot of times I feel like that's one area that we spend time on is is boundaries. Because a lot of times we want to think in terms of forgive and forget, but I'm not sure. (laughs) I feel like that's not really, it's not about forgetting It's about letting go of the pain, but not forgetting necessarily, which which is a little different. I, I like what Carol Tettle said. She says, forgiveness is not a mental act, but a byproduct of emotionally letting go of the pain, hurt, and wounds that have been carried throughout your lifetime. Think about that. Letting go of the pain, hurt, and wounds emotionally letting go. Forgiveness is the byproduct. So I do think that there is a mental component to forgiving. There is an intention in forgiving. We we set an intention to let it go. 
we set the intention that we are forgiving the person. I've had instances in my life where I've had to forgive people and it certainly is not easy. And so the other thing that I've noticed is that when kids are involved, like when our kids are hurt because somebody has hurt them, it's particularly difficult. Um, it's really, really difficult. And it's so unfair. And it adds another layer of difficulty because part of the struggle with us letting go of the hurt when it involves someone close to us, like a child. When it involves a child, we, we see the child, you know, the child is innocent. They, they have been hurt because of somebody's evil or wrongdoing or even just their negligence. And we have this thought that it shouldn't have happened that way, that this shouldn't happen, that our kids shouldn't be hurt. And I get that because certainly we don't want to see kids hurt that we just don't want to see that, but recognize that kids are hurt in our world. And we do the very best we can to protect them. And often our best isn't enough to keep them safe. And it is a part of being in this world. Pain, hurt, wounds are a part of life. And when our kids are hurt because of selfish acts of others, if we stay in that place of this shouldn't have happened, we become so triggered, it becomes so hard and heavy that it's hard for us to even help our kids get through the pain that they're experiencing. The more that we focus on the person that has created the pain and we put our anger and our frustration and even our hatred that direction, the less energy we have to go inside and forgive and to let go and to comfort ourselves in our pain. The, it shouldn't have happened, that, that phrase you know, like after my kids died, I mean, that's a common, a common thought when kids die is that it shouldn't happen. Kids shouldn't die. Kids shouldn't die before their parents. But the truth is that they do. The truth is that kids do get hurt. And we're arguing with reality when we put so much on the focus on it shouldn't have happened. Because when we think it shouldn't have happened, we're in complete resistance to what happened. Letting go of the resistance of what happened is part of the process of healing. Acknowledging that it did happen, acknowledging that our frustration, our regret that it did happen And just being in a space of, okay, it happened. This happened. I'm going to face it. I'm going to help my kids face it. But I will say that forgiveness is not necessarily including the person back in your life. Now, it's kind of tough to talk about 
forgiveness and boundaries in such general terms, because there's all different levels of forgiveness. I have to forgive myself every day for the silliness that I do, for the time that I waste, for the mistakes that I make, for the unkind things that I say. I have to forgive myself every day. And I have to do the same for the people that are in my life. Every day, I get the opportunity to forgive them for their slights, for their awkwardness in and maybe not showing up the way I wish they would or saying things that I found hurtful. And so that's one level. That's one level where, you know, we're just always, always, always in a space and an opportunity to forgive others. And we're forgiving good, decent, loving people. When you forgive yourself, you're forgiving a good, decent, loving person that means well, wants the best and wants to do the best. But sometimes there's people, well, I think most people are good to the core and are loving people and want the best for everybody and just make mistakes. There are some people who are mean or evil or harmful. And we have to ask ourselves if we're going to include them back in our life, are they safe? Is it safe to have them back in our life? Can you feel safe in their presence? Have they changed? I noticed that many of my Christian friends and clients want to forgive and forget. A lot of times we use those phrases together, but are we really meant to forget? I don't think so. Yes, we forget the pain and on those minor things where, you know, in our family and in our friend with our friends, and there's these things that happen and we forgive and we forget because we're not going to keep bringing up these what I'll call minor mistakes or even big mistakes, honestly. But when a person is not safe to be around, are we really meant to forget? What we forget is the pain. We let go of the emotional charge, but we keep the piece of it that keeps us safe. My sister had a surgery a while back that went really bad. She is permanently disabled because of the injury that she sustained in surgery. Her doctor lied to her, kept things from her to protect himself, but it permanently harmed her health. Forgiveness in that situation means letting the hurt go, the emotional hurt go. But would she go back to that same doctor again? Like, I can hear you saying no. (laughs) No, of course not. Of course not. We're not expected to put ourselves in harm's way in order for someone who has intentionally or egregiously hurt us and is no longer safe. We are not required to let them back into our life in order to forgive. Like I said, when kids are involved, it's really hard. When I went through a divorce and I saw some of the things that, you know, from my first husband, when I saw some of the things that happened with my kids, because 
of that divorce, it was hard. It was hard to forgive and to accept that this was who he was and and he wasn't going to show up the way that we wished he would show up and that he wasn't always going to have our kids' best interest at heart. And in order to help my kids in that situation, it was especially helpful for me to work through my own hurt in that divorce. Because if I'm in a space of in so much pain myself, it is so much more difficult for me to help my kids and to help them look at the situation and to, for me to be neutral, like I needed to be neutral in order to help them through. Somebody asked me recently if somebody was hurt. I think the scenario was, for example, let's say you have a friend that you love dearly and you were, you know, you've experienced this loss and you thought your friend would be there for you and they haven't shown up the way that you expected, or they've said things that you were like, that was really insensitive. We get to decide how we're going to think and feel about that. And somebody asked me, they said, well, wouldn't you go to that person and ask them or, you know, and talk to them about it and resolve it? And my answer was yes and no. So if we're still in a place of triggered and pain, are we talking to that other person in order to extract a apology from them in order for us to feel better? Are we going to them trying to get them to change so we can feel better? And that is so often just a dead end street because they're coming from a space of their own experience. They may not even realize that what they said was hurtful and it's okay. It's okay to talk to people. And that's why I say yes and no, it's absolutely okay to talk to people. But if we're talking to them with the idea that they're going to change, that they're going to say, you know, oh, I'm so sorry, I've ruined your life and this is terrible. And, you know, all the things that we want to hear when we're in pain, that might not be useful because chances are they're not going to, they may not get what's going on. They may not understand. And that may just create more hurt. What I'm saying is, is that we don't need other people to change in order for us to be okay. I want you to think about that for a minute. We get to deal with our own thoughts and emotions. Other people get to deal with their own thoughts and emotions. And we can be okay without someone else changing. Now, when we're talking about really, really difficult things, like one of my kids growing up was was abused by a friend of the family. And there were people that were upset because I set boundaries. And I said, my child's no longer allowed over there. And people got upset with me about that. And that's okay. They get to make their own choices in that situation. But for me, 
it was not okay to put my, once I knew that there was harm in this situation, it was not okay for me to put my child in a situation of being further hurt. So you're going to have all kinds of different scenarios. You're going to have different people with different thoughts and opinions, family, friends. They're going to think you should do it this way. You should do it that way. But guess what? You get to decide. Because no matter what you do, unfortunately, 100% of the people are not going to agree or understand. Maybe 80% will, but I guarantee you that 100% of the people close to you are not going to agree with every decision you make and every choice you make about your own boundaries. Like I said, when it's family, it's particularly difficult to create safe boundaries, but it's important that we consider our mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Other people's well-being is not more important than ours and vice versa. Everybody's well-being is important. But don't let someone else's thoughts and feelings allow you to put yourself in harm's way, whether that's emotional, physical, or mental. I don't often do this, but I'm going to share a story from the Bible, because I think it's so instructive. And like I said, I find that my Christian friends and clients are the ones that struggle with this idea of forgiving and having boundaries. Um, And and in some situations, like the situation I was talking about with my sister and the the surgeon, of course, she would never go back to that doctor again. And, And I would guess that if you're listening to this, you're like, of course she wouldn't. But what if it was a family member who lied and cheated and did all these things that harmed you in a big way? I'm not talking about little offenses that happen every day, but somebody that really, really put you in danger. Is it okay to set a boundary against that person, even if they're a family member? So that's why I share this story of Joseph. In the Old Testament, Joseph was the son of Jacob. He was sold into Egypt by his brothers. His brothers sold him as a slave to a caravan of people that took him to Egypt. Now, Joseph went through a ton of hardship, and I'm going to go into all the details, but he went through a ton of hardship. So ultimately, he rose to a place of honor in his community. And when his family came to him, not knowing who he was, but now he's like a leader in the land. And these same brothers that sold him into slavery came to him asking for his help. Now, Joseph had done his own healing. And so he was able to deal with them in a calm, neutral way. But here's the thing that's really important. And I'm I'm reading this statement from the DK Illustrated Family Bible. 
if you're familiar with DK, I love their books. They have these educational books, but this is, this happens to be um, a Bible. Anyway, it says for the next seven years, Joseph stored up grain. Then the famine began and people from distant countries came to Egypt to buy Joseph's grain. His brothers also came, but they did not recognize him. Joseph wanted to know if his brothers had changed. I want you to remember that phrase. Joseph wanted to know if his brothers had changed. He tested them by hiding a silver cup in Benjamin's bag. When the brothers started for home, Joseph sent his steward after them to search their bags. The steward found the cup and took them back to Joseph. Judah, which was his older brother, pleaded with Joseph not to enslave Benjamin and offered to stay in his place. Through this exchange, Joseph established that his brothers had changed. And then it says, then Joseph could no longer control himself and said to his brothers, come close to me. He didn't want harm for his family and for his brothers, even though they had created great harm for him. He didn't want harm for them. But he also didn't want to put himself in a position where he would be harmed by them again. So he tested to see if they had changed. And seeing that they had changed, then he revealed who he was and he said, Come close to me. You deserve the peace that comes from forgiving others, regardless of if they are sorry or if they change but you also deserve to be safe and you have the right and the obligation to take the measures necessary to be protected. And that's why this episode is all about forgiveness and boundaries. It's not forgiveness or boundaries. It's both. After my brother died, after the divorce from my first husband and after my kids died, I was desperately, desperately looking for answers to my pain because I was so alone and I was hurting and I was without a guide. I wanted to give up over and over and over again. It's why I show up here because I want to share what I learned in the process of rebuilding my life. If you're enjoying the podcast, you are going to love the True Hope Club. In fact, Marie, one of our club members said, I appreciate all you are continuing to do to teach us, guide us, and support us. I just wanted to send you a hug of appreciation and love. Thank you, Marie. In the True Hope Club, I walk you through the tools of grief and healing. And for a limited time, until April 30th, you can get in for two weeks free at buildalifeafterloss.com slash join. Again, this offer ends on April 30th. So join today and I'll be there with you every step of the way. Have a wonderful week. Remember, I believe in you. Love you. Bye. Bye.